0: This is Pod of the Rings, a weekly reaction show dedicated to Amazon Prime Video's Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, with your hosts, Simon A. and Jamie Wilson. Visit our website at www.shutup.world to uncover even more great content. And now, Pod of the Rings. Thanks for joining Jamie and me on Pod of the Rings. This is season one, episode three, Adar. To hitch a ride in our caravan, all you have to do is like and subscribe. We have the best chestnut pie. Read about our other half-baked to goods at shutup.world or email podoftherings at gmail.com. Your constructive feedback is slightly more welcome than an Elfin Numenor. All right, let's ride. Yeah, there's not much to roots. it. Yeah, okay. All right, let's do it. Let's do the show. Let's do the show. <laughs> Shit. All right. <laughs> yes. Round three.
1: Round what's three. The, what's the episode called? Ding
0: ding. Fuck, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know either. <laughs> it's terrible. How <laughs> can we miss? I've got, <clears throat> I've got "Getting Hotter" written at the top. Getting of my hotter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's
0: what it's called. Getting hotter. Yeah.
1: Maybe we should give our give the show's our own name every week. We totally should.
0: We totally should. Last week was called um, A Drift in the Plot Yeah yeah. My computer's doing something really funny Lucky you, mine never does anything like that It's kind of like Halbrand in this week's episode It's doing something really funny <laughs> So is Galadriel I think, <laughs> I, um, to- I think Galadriel's off her meds Do you reckon? Yeah for sure she is <laughs>
1: It's called a uh, a dar. A dar. <laughs>
0: yeah, a That wasn't the, worth looking up. Jesus the, Christ! So, for my money, um, apart from one um, disturbing scene, I feel like the show's taken a. I feel. I feel I can breathe a sigh of relief as the show's gotten a little better. What do you think? Are you serious? <laughs> it's a little better come on <laughs> come on look no no there's just more more humor more I drama. swear to god it's like the Harfoot it's like the Harfoot
1: script has been written by a bunch of preschoolers I swear to god they really yeah. did my head in this week the writers for the Harfoots is that what they're called are they Harfoots yeah the Harfoots yeah yeah I just so, don't get it I like you, the whole thing that they were they were jumping and skipping along chanting this fucking Liam chant it's like come on yeah yeah, please. The chant
0: was. I a could have written that. <laughs> yeah, I know. The cha-
1: God, and then their whole ceremony was Lenny Henry going, making one little joke and then reading out a bunch of names. Come on, mm-hmm. these guys are steeped in tradition and everything else. Where's their Where's the proper, whatever it is? That's right. Apparently,
0: know. they've been doing it for a thousand years. Do you think you could have come up with some better songs in that time? Fucking hell! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I swear to
1: God! Yeah. I don't know what the. were. I, I honestly, I don't know how that was allowed to happen.
0: Well, they spend too much time um, making straw hats. That's the problem. They, yeah. don't, uh, <laughs> they don't invest uh, any time in their music. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> it's just the other parts of the story were so good. And then it's like the Harfoots were just forgotten about and left to the end. And it was like, fuck, what are we going to get the Harfoots to do? that's and, right uh, yeah it's not um the writing quality is not as good the writer team that are the writers that work on the hard story arc is just uh, definitely not as good
0: yeah i definitely agree with you yeah the script's definitely not taken off for them i mean it's funny um because of the things we may compare it to <laughs> and the various scenes from other <laughs> movies that it borrows from you know but apart from that it's uh it, they lack I know. charm oh it's you know, just
1: it's ridiculous
0: i mean ewoks conveyed more charm and they couldn't even speak <laughs> words <laughs> i
1: know <laughs> i know it's like they're not the fir- it's not the first time anybody's ever had to write a chant for somebody to to, to sing running down a road it's like that's come right. on for fuck's sake
0: yeah i know i can't right? believe
1: it it's like a bunch of primary schoolers went out on strike and that's the only thing that they could think to say like yeah, come on a- catch a grip I swear yeah. to god
0: yeah you're right anyway rant over anyway rant over um yeah yeah i thought
1: Galadriel's story arc was really great this week i really loved um ellen deer being enslaved and i thought the, uh, how the scenes dear. were put together Deer, whatever yeah. the fuck his name is um i thought that was really good too the cgi was great and uh-huh. yeah there were a load of highlights a load of Absolutely. highlights but yeah for sure the Harfoots should have been chopped. They should have just been written <laughs> out of the show. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, uh, I I liked really liked Aaron Deers stuff too. Um, we did get to see a little variety in his facial expression um yeah, and yeah, uh yeah. and his fellow elves you know like that that poor fellow who um was he was chatting with up on the up in the tower bridge i know um gets murdered and uh when, when we first see him he has, this, he has this horrible look of shock on his face like he just can't believe that yeah. he's in an work pit you know what i mean oh how his God, life has completely changed in a matter of
1: days you know he was about to yeah it happened so suddenly, like that's he right. was caught and enslaved in a matter of seconds. But I guess that's how it works in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't really see it coming, do you? Um... <laughs> <laughs> fucking orcs. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking orcs coming over here, stealing our jobs, taking our women. <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> the fuck that they was think the other part
1: of the script that was like, where did that fucking come from? Know, anyway. Yeah. Should we talk about it as we get to it? So we're yes, talking about yes. um, what's his name?
0: Yeah. So Aaron, Deer, he's captured by the orcs. He finds his Elfie friends, yeah. and uh, they find out about Adar, um, myster- the mysterious Adar. Um, yes, that's right. The band are apparently looking for something. Like it, it could be the sword that uh, the sword hilts that uh, Theo was holding on to, or I think it might that's be so true. It might be um the the, the giant the stranger. It could
1: be the giant. Um, I think it's more likely to be this the thing that um Leo the Theo is holding on to just because that's where they are, like they're in that kind of area. Yep. Um so that would totally make sense.
0: Yep, for sure. Um then their his friends are killed and uh they battle to get yeah. out uh, but the time he gets out though um no he doesn't get out that's right he's torn back in i like the whole tree bit
1: where they try to chop down the tree like the orcs are determined they're going to chop this big mysterious tree down that's really important to the history of middle earth and um, mm-hmm. although i don't i don't really understand why they would get caught up in such sentimentality that they're going to cut <laughs> this tree down just because it's an important tree even if it takes longer than going round like orcs don't seem the kind to be all caught up no. in this Misty-eyed, yeah. we're going to chop your tree down just to be bastards kind yeah, I mean, of story what, arc. You know, so they it's really like, ex- what
0: was that? They expect the orcs to be like, oh, I didn't realize this was a special tree. Okay, um <laughs> <laughs> let's cut down that one over there. <laughs> no, I, I don't I think th- I don't think the tree was special, particularly. I think it was just that elves don't like cutting down trees, you know, for no particular reason. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but anyway, um they released the warg um that's it that dog
1: like the cgi was really good i thought in that part that it was really good
0: yeah this was one of my favorite i did a couple of monty python moments this was the first one i thought you, you remember in the life of brian release wadja <laughs> we, release uh, yeah. release the wog <laughs> anyway mm. no i kid but yeah that's better mm. that's about it for our dear the, the last time we see him he's about to cut down the tree or something like that, right? And then that's it. Well, he cuts down the and then um then he, he comes
1: like they have this spontaneous escape attempt where it off the top of their shelter and they all start to burn in the sun and that's things it. like that. I guess that's an important point. Like I didn't realize that orcs were allergic to sunlight. I don't know if that was covered yeah. in Lord of the
0: Rings. Yeah, I and mean, then- um sunblock wasn't a thing back then yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they are photosensitive uh, yeah. yeah they prefer to stay out of the sun um oh that does remind me though that I, I noticed something there um the, the the coverings they had over there um the little roof they built yeah it really looks like it's made out of skin you know what I mean like, oh my uh, it's god like a, that's disgusting I know right, it's a thought it but the thing is though then I that triggered me to realize that there's a theme of skin and going throughout the thing so you know the way we see all these shots of seals of the ship seals, yes. and then there's the. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what else is there? There's the, the paper all over the place, like paper scrolls, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And then we yeah, get yeah. our attention drawn to the skin of some characters, like Galadriel's face, uh, her flushed cheek, which is yeah. very pink, yeah, very yeah. nice and pink and rosy the first time we see her in this yes. episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a thing going on there with skin and uh, seals and uh, paper. For sure. And, yeah.
1: The other thing that I didn't really get at the end of this is like um, Arendir's the last um, person left, the last elf standing after their escape attempt. And instead of just chopping his head off, some guys like some work was like, let's take him to see Adar. And it's like, well, why would you why would they do that? Like, why would they take these elves who just tried to escape to see Adar? Why would they not just chop their heads off? Like, why does Adar care? Like, if he's their big fearless leader, is he not going to be like, why the fuck are you bringing this guy to me?
0: You know what I mean? Just chop his head off. Well, that's right. And uh, one thing that did bug me ever so slightly was the orcs seem to be a little bit smarter, quite a bit smarter than the orcs in Lord of the Rings. Oh, definitely. And even in the book, I don't know what it's like in the other books, but even in the Lord of the Rings books, the orcs are kind of dumb creatures that bicker amongst themselves. And, you know, uh, but there was a little bit too much intelligence being expressed. (laughs) For sure,
1: for sure. But it was still fun to watch. Still fun to watch. It was a great fight scene. The way they used their chains, and we had a little bit of gymnastics from the elves. We were doing all kinds of backflips and stuff. I don't know why they do that these days, but it seems like you can't have a fight scene without somebody (laughs) doing a backflip.
0: Yeah, it's Um, ever since the the Matrix did that. Ever since the fucking Matrix, everyone's doing Matrix moves.
1: Yeah, they just have to. They can't (laughs) resist it. Um, But yeah, it was fun. That was a fun
0: story arc. That was fun. So then we pick up for the elves. (laughs) <laughs> no, it wasn't very much fun for them it's fun for the orcs um, yeah so anyway then we pick up with gal and hal yes um, that's right the elf and the queen that's right and they've been picked up by um uh blah, 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 captain ellen dill of the numenorians uh mm-hmm. and uh i noticed uh when gladriel wakes up she's got this great messy hair you know, it's oh, like all, it's all really frizzy and stuff. And uh, she's wearing a teal dress. And I think they deliberately made a connection with her hair and the dress and the gold and teal blue colors of Numenor. Like they played on that color oh, combination. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I didn't but notice that. So the first thing I noticed about uh, Numenor was the multitude of voices. Like, remember, yeah. everyone had an opinion on the boat yeah all the humans and all that's their, right they're muttering and they're all yeah that's what it Newman was a was noisy like. place yeah it's a yes. cacophony of opinions and voices and stuff very yeah. good
1: mm-hmm. i was really impressed with how this was shot like the sets were incredible it was such a busy city you can definitely see where amazon has spent their money like that yeah. definitely <laughs> if that's like a real set and they had hundreds of people wandering around then that's impressive you know that's really cool yeah for sure it is for sure yeah um, a very impressive city, very grand. Um, definitely have a touch has a touch of elfin, um, architecture. So whenever mm-hmm. we learn that they gifted the city to the to the humans,
0: um, it definitely made sense that it's it's just a beautiful place, really nice. Well, they gifted um, the island. I'm not sure if they gifted the city or if the humans built the city, but I could be. I'm not sure. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. They, yeah, but there I is... can't imagine that humans would be able to pull that off on their own those giant statues and (laughs) well this is the this is the thing right the humans this is actually an important part of it i think the humans are very up themselves you know they're they've they've emancipated themselves from their elves from the elves and they don't yeah they don't see themselves as inferior to the elves in any way this all goes towards my theory that the humans are about the future and the elves are about the past right and it's like um, okay so like if you look notice on the numenoreans they've got these suns emblazoned on their chest plates and the sun symbolism is everywhere yeah. Well, the sun was created out of the the remaining light from the trees. That the, oh, had the light okay. of um but you see, interestingly, the humans don't care about the trees. That that's the past, that's the elves. And the elves yes, cling on to their okay. old light, the old light of Valinor, you see. Whereas the humans worship yeah, the sun, sure. which is a symbol of the new Oh yeah the newness okay. or, of the thing. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. That's definitely interesting. It does come across the that the elves aren't very well liked. Like this is the second group of people that seem to really have disdain for the elves. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was the queen who said that the tree that's planted out in front. And again, this is back to your comment about the, the trees being connected with the elves. That mm-hmm. in in their mythology, I guess, or in their history, the, the leaves falling from the tree is a reminder of how the elves watch on in judgment that they feel mm. judged by the elves that um the humans definitely feel like the elves have a superiority complex absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah. you know, and they do um, actually that's the funny thing which we're going to find out very strongly in this episode
1: <laughs> yes i know for sure for sure <laughs> um so yeah they arrive into uh numenor and they go off to meet the queen
0: mm-hmm.
1: um for an audience with the queen and um galadriel pretty
0: much demands that they take her home yeah i mean galadriel like showing her like typical galadriel you know it's like complete lack of finesse no um no diplomatic talent whatsoever just walks in there all expecting the world and demanding the world and um and basically like uh acting like a child for sure, like, yeah. I, for sure. I, you're not welcome. Well, I don't need your welcome. Well, you're not welcome. Well, I don't <laughs> need your welcome. Well, you're not welcome.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially whenever she said, like, she was really full on. Like, we gifted you this place. We gifted yeah. you this city. Mm-hmm. And the queen was like, "We paid for it with our blood." And Gauthier yeah. was like, "Well, I'll pay with, I'll pay with blood if that's what it's <laughs> going to take to get it home." <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. And then um, a really nice moment for um, Halband to start showing his skilled diplomacy, That's where right. he kind of diffuses the situation a little bit. And you get the sense then that he's a little more than he has claimed to be. And yes. this is where he really starts to kind of um, show some personality. <laughs>
0: That's right. He shows a lot of personality, as well as a stunning propensity for mindless brutality and violence (laughs) at the the drop of a hat, which is concerning in a person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, but who can blame him? Sure, they're just humans. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, he manages to talk the Queen out of um, pretty much chopping her heads off and uh, they get to stay for a few days. We Mm -hmm. get a nice couple of uh, story mini story arcs within this storyline. We get a couple of
0: mini spin off stories, yes. Um, Galadriel, yeah, Galadriel and um, uh, Elendil uh, have an encounter on the Captain Elendil on the veranda after um, uh, Galadriel supposedly escapes. uh, I'm doing this with my fingers. Um, (laughs) catches up to her, she threatens to kill him, which I thought was a little um. A little aggressive, and uh, do you reckon? Do you reckon that the Queen has asked him to kill Galadriel? That was my first thought, but then apparently he's just watching her now.
1: I I don't know. I don't know. I reckon that that's him just being um, a bit cautious. I think that she's asked him to kill Galadriel, and hmm. he's off doing
0: um, other things. I mean, it definitely seemed to be implied, but I'm not 100% sure at this point. I even have a funny feeling that there was a double meaning in the uh, mission that she gave him. And that maybe it's she's aware of the orcs gathering in the east. And maybe she maybe they know something more about that. They definitely seem to know that Galadriel was coming. Oddly, they made that comment. I know. Isn't that true? Yeah, that's right. They do.
1: So I don't know whether it's been prophesized before. Maybe or uh, maybe they just knew. Um, but anyway, so they meet on the veranda. She's trying to steal a boot. He talks her out of it and takes her off to see their law, um, their law hall. What he calls the law hall, where they still speak <laughs> Elven.
0: Mm-hmm. But before this, wasn't it? Was it before this that there was a big fight with Halbrand and the guys at the bar? No, I think it's after this. After moment. okay,
1: um, <laughs> I think they go off. We leave Galadriel. So she. Um, oh
0: no 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 no. No, that it's the beach scene.
1: Yeah, the horse riding scene. Yes, that's it. The what? horse riding scene, which is just—it seemed a bit pointless, apart from to show that Galadriel can actually smile. I know, but I mean, didn't you find it
0: like just way over the top? Yeah, totally. Like Galadriel's face was disturbingly different than it normally <laughs> is. Like it wasn't. You know. It wasn't that pleasant. Almost menacing. At, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I, just, was like... I mean, the muted, I mean, fair enough, she's been looking a bit happier since her arrival in, uh, yeah, uh, uh, there in, uh, in, a uh, Numenor, but, or with Halbrand even, but, uh, but like it was just too much. The transformation was, was too much. I just didn't believe it. I was yeah. like, no, I, it just didn't feel right. I know. And she does, she was excited when they said that they were going to ride there
1: and she got, <laughs> she got a wee bit excited, but, yeah, the smile on her face was a bit um a bit menacing. Yeah. I mean like that a clown part... smile.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that part there where she says, um where she says, uh what is it? She says, um, did you say ride? <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> know, like it's not a line that she would say. I know like, what well, just wouldn't say. It's not just that, it's that throughout the last few the first three episodes, there's been these lines that they stick in that are basically modern um uh uh idioms or yeah, or, or right something we would say in, in contemporary speech like whenever exactly whenever lenny came out the first time we see lenny henry when he comes out of i shouldn't keep calling him lenny henry but when he comes out of the <laughs> um his little <laughs> hobbit his little hobbit hole in uh with the harfots when the when the humans have left he says clear and clear when he smells the air
1: yeah. I mean, that's
0: the military way of speaking. Like, that's like when soldiers yeah. go into a room and they're checking out a house or something, they say clear whenever there's nobody in the room or the police. Exactly. I, it just didn't sit quite right, you know? Yeah. And they it keep doing fit. this. Yeah. And when they said the sea is always right. I'm like, like, kind of like the customer. You mean? I don't know. What
1: what happens (laughs) if I?
0: What happens if I want to return something to the sea because it was it was defective? (laughs) Who's right in that circumstance, (laughs) me or the sea?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get that again. It's like they're trying to make these. These give them these kind of cheesy lines or these cheesy sayings, and it just doesn't work. Like, the sea is always right. It's like, come on, (laughs) they would say something much more profound than that. Yeah, sure.
0: I know, totally. I swear to God. God. It just didn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. Anyway, we got lost.
1: Um... (laughs) Yeah. So they went off across the beach on their horses to the um, law library, which she finds out was built by. Elros is that
0: his name? Elros, okay, the brother of Elrond, and she makes a comment, an affectionate comment about Elrond. Yes,
1: that's right. That she got on much better than him, with him than Elros, and then they come across, or they're brought this um, scroll and a map, and she realizes that the symbol that was burned into her brother's chest was actually a map to um, the next stage, and it wasn't just a map that they've got this whole plan of how they're going to rebuild their empire from the Southlands. and she gets yeah. a bit pissed off with herself that uh she didn't realize that it was a map sooner that was burnt onto her brother's body.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um it seems kind of obvious yeah. in hindsight, but um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I you know what when she was translating the thing, she said something, something in the event in the event of it was something about if if Sauron died or in the event of I something like that. Yeah. And I was like, in the right. event of like in the event of my death uh <laughs> please um, I know, migrate to mordor uh no like in the event <laughs> like though. a
1: list of instructions <laughs> yeah i know it's so would funny. someone
0: really say in the event inve- in the event of no. my death or I know. something <laughs> not I really god i know <laughs> oh, anyway Lord. it's anyway. just
1: disappointing come on it's just really disappointing it's yeah. like they've written they've written it as if um, the doctors in Grace Anatomy were acting out <laughs> these lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not written for um for Middle Earth. It's sad in a way.
0: They're trying anyway. To, yeah, they're mixing up the languages too much. But I, yeah. I did want to say something about that comment about um, Sauron, though. <clears throat> just to get serious for a minute. Just to get serious for a minute here. Oh, okay. Yeah, just gotta get serious for a minute. Um, basically, <laughs> um, this is like you know my theory about the the elves of the past and the humans of the future. Humans of the future, right? Um yeah. Well, I did read the essay that that um well not essay but the letter that Tolkien wrote to a publisher before the publication of The Silmarillion, but after the publication of The Hobbit, uh, but before the publication of the Lord of the Rings saga, the three books. Yeah. Um it's very, very interesting. But he he sort of viewed that um that where was I going with this? Um humans yeah, he related that humans have a special destiny. Basically. But the death special destiny of humans wasn't revealed to the angels or to the elves. So nobody really knows what it is. Right. Okay. And that grates on the elves. You see, because elves elves are immortal. So the elves main struggle with life is being being unattached to things. So they learn not to be, yeah. become attached to things, right? So they don't suffer from attachment or um they don't so because they don't suffer from attachment, they don't suffer to the from attachment to the things they create yeah right? okay. whereas humans uh and and whereas humans um they're mortal so they suffer from a huge attachment to their own creations and and yeah and they suffer from a lack of permanence right oh i get it because the creations outlive the human themselves uh, oh yeah yeah in most cases right so so basically so um Yeah, so Sauron was one of the like ethereal beings or whatever, one of the angelic type beings. Or was he, or was that Morgoth? Morgoth was, I don't know where they're all in the hierarchy, but Morgoth's like the equivalent of uh, the devil. And the devil um, rebels against God. At at one point, God says to Morgoth, um, there's nothing you can do that wasn't a part of my plan. And so that's what enrages Morgoth and the angel, right? It's like that, that they can't, they have no impact or, or no power in the world essentially right and, and infuriates them right so basically yeah and then the similar thing you know humans are, feel the same way because imagine if you were human in a world where there were elves that were immortal you'd be like well why the fuck aren't we immortal right why not um, Yeah. and that's kind of what happens you see the the sauron appeals to them as a good guy who's like listen we're going to have our own world and yeah, I'm going to be the god okay. of that world. It's going to be my world and you're going to be immortal in that world because why shouldn't you be? Because why should god have control over your destiny, right? So in a way um what what's being hinted at here what Galadriel says is it's going to go far beyond um uh the southlands. She's she's actually being it's not just southlands it's not just middle earth. It's not just Numenor. Yeah. Sauron wants to have literally his own metaphysical reality.
1: Yeah, where... okay
0: where he's emancipated from God's will.
1: Aye, okay. But is that possible? Is it possible if God exists in that way?
0: It's certainly not possible in Tolkien's universe that he created. That was his intent to show that, you know. None of uh... this matters. (laughs) Sort of, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) Exactly that, yeah. So that's where we are with Sauron right now.
1: Anyway, Yeah, it is interesting. Mm. It definitely is. And you see that friction too between the elves and the dwarfs in the last episode where mm-hmm. um, where Elros is totally not, not attached to the dwarf in a kind of sentimental way. Like he's 20 years has passed and he's barely thought about him and the dwarf is pissed off because... Elros hasn't been around and kept mm-hmm. in touch and come to see his children and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. you do you <laughs> see how that affects their relationships with other people as well. Yeah, totally,
0: yeah. That's
1: it. Interesting. So um mm-hmm. where did we get to? Well, um oh yeah. so that's that's it. They discover anyway that Saron has this plan, and she also discovers that um Halbad is the king
0: of the Southlands. Yeah, that's right. In um, a roundabout way. Yeah, Um, yeah. Can we go ahead?
1: I was just going to say, while all this has been going on, Halbrand has gotten
0: himself into a bit of trouble in the city, which is hilarious because he says to those guys, um, "I don't want any trouble." (laughs)
1: after he steals from them you know what i mean he tries to give it back and he's like well i don't want any trouble and it's like well it's too late now (laughs) well plainly this
0: is halbrand right because he's not only just um had been almost killed by a sea monster but now he's been set upon by thugs in numenor so oh my god he's, he's good at finding trouble apparently but i think Galadriel would love him for that reason alone yeah for sure for
1: sure she likes a bit of a scrap doesn't she yeah um so yeah Halbrand has been in the city he's been having some lunch he wants to go and work for the blacksmith and he can't without a little symbol on his shirt and i guess they've got some education system or whatever yeah and uh While he's having some lunch, these thugs from the ship that he came in on set upon him and start to pick a fight with him. Again, this is where the script really let the show down, you know, Mm that I just can't imagine Halbrand and these thugs being that um, bothered by the conversation, like the conversation mm-hmm. didn't really seem scrap worthy, like his joke about how <laughs> like, they're talking about how he's there to eat their food and drink their beer. And he says, don't forget about your women. And it's yeah. like, come on. And then they're, they all kind of stand up as if they're going to get really aggressive, but they're not really that aggressive. And then he's like, don't worry, I'll buy you a drink. And then everybody's friends again. It's like, come on, for fuck's sake. That's yeah. a bit of realism, you know what I mean? Where's the grittiness?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, true, true. Grittiness is totally missing. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and Halbrand is like he's everybody's buddy, you know, he's everybody loves Halbrand, yeah. you know. Um, he, he flips actually, everybody loves Halbrand. Um, to Halbrand versus Predator, basically. They, <laughs> <they're in there. laughs> yeah. He makes friends with everyone, then he goes out, but he steals the guy's brooch, and the guy's like, you yeah. know, and then so he 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 promotes just the f- to
1: mention. The, the, huge, the huge hole in the storyline of where did he get the money from? Like, where did he get I all this money that. from? Yeah, Come he on. suddenly had a
0: pocket full of coins, yeah. Yeah, but I,
1: anyway. They didn't ahead. fall out miraculously while he was... Uh...
0: <laughs> I know, while he was fighting.
1: Yeah, maybe um, he had one
0: of those fanny pack things, you know, the zipper things. Maybe it was just under his tunic. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> um,
1: I love yeah, these so guys. He... Awesome. Oh, go ahead, That's go funny. ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, so he steals their brooch so that he can go off and be a blacksmith and um,
0: they catch up with him. See, this is one of these totally stupid movie moments and they do this in a lot of movies and TV, TV shows. Yeah. Right? And especially with this show, it's totally shameless. Like, only one of the guys speaks and the rest are sort of um, they're mute extras. Yes, that's right. Right? They don't... That's right. Like, it like, is these... shameless. It's terrible. Well, look, I mean, they spent how much? $250 million dollars. You know why did they get the cheapest fucking ec- why do they do this? They get the cheapest fucking extras, people off the streets, and yeah, then yeah. they can't even trust them to fucking no make fence, a noise. No offense to
1: the extras.
0: <laughs> yeah, no offense, but they, they can't even trust them to make a, a sound during during yeah. the scene. Why not just spend a yeah. bit of your fucking fortune on actors? I you know. know. Just, I'm I know. sure there are actors. Somewhere nearby, who can be these parts <laughs> and will be only too happy to be like, yeah, We're gonna kick your ass, mate. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you know, have you been set yeah. upon by 10 guys and only one of them ever said anything? Oh my entire... god,
1: I know it's so funny. <laughs> it never
0: fucking During happens. the
1: entire fight scene and everything, you know <laughs> yep. what I mean? Like they didn't utter a word. Uh-huh. um I just don't get it. I don't yep. get it.
0: Spend more money, actors, not extras please. Yes. Yeah.
1: And no offense to extras. If you're no an extra offense. or,
0: you, that, yeah, you did a great job. Yep. They did exactly what they were paid to do.
1: Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Not make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> Get their arm broken. Oh God. It was so graphic the way he broke that arm. It's disgusting. Yuck. Yeah. Do arms yeah.
0: break that easily? Like, do they? I think I, am well, this is the thing. It's Halbrand, you know. He, uh, I guess, I think <laughs> everything's a little exaggerated in the show. Even a lot of the human yeah. capacities, I think, are slightly exaggerated for some humans, right? I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Unlike the per elves and the orcs, one of them did manage to escape and call for help, and paroled, um. Helband, is that his name? Helband? Hal Halbrand. Halbrand, Hal sorry. <laughs> um gets gets arrested by the palace guards and thrown in jail. He does. And that's where um
0: Galandriel comes to see him. Galandriel comes to see him. Uh... Oh, can we do this later? Actually, do you mind if we skip?
1: Yes. Yeah, we can let's cl- because let's close the show the- actually goes to the show actually goes to um, the
0: captain and his family. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Elendil and Isildur and Ariel, his sister. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, the first time we see Isildur on the ship, he hears the mountains of Middle-earth whispering to him.
1: That's right. I noticed that.
0: Yeah. And uh, then. That was uh, an
1: interesting moment.
0: And then when he arrives on the beach, he hugs his horse. Uh, yeah.
1: But <laughs> did you notice that? Like he gets given a hard time because his his mind wasn't on the job at hand. But Mm -hmm. the person that is giving him a hard time is the one that got fucking blown away because he didn't do his job properly. He got blown away by the rope and um,
0: (laughs) he had to be saved. Yeah, I'm glad they did. I'm glad, they, I'm glad they did splash out a little bit on these extras. They were clearly like actors. Yes, uh, you that's know, right. Level actors. So this is, they got it right there. I wish they had just applied yeah. that methodology to all the other extras in this episode. Just,
1: <laughs> different teams. It's different yeah. teams of writers. That's why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're maybe right. Not, I don't know. The orc writers uh, are like,
1: Rah! let's get these guys yelling. <laughs> ah, yeah,
0: I The know, no writers sure. are like, just, just stand there and don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Maybe they did have lines and they fucked them up. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they couldn't
0: get it right if they did a like fucking 55 takes. <laughs> then he gets
1: cut out yeah (laughs) oh jesus
0: yeah no shit anyway you're right anyway isildur um he defers he finds out his dad finds out he's gonna um take a year out after after uh high school
1: (laughs) he's not (laughs) impressed and travel he's gonna take a (laughs) year out and travel he's he's gonna take a gap here (laughs) (laughs) that's it
0: exactly surprisingly didn't use those exact words but
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um not impressed at all especially because his daughter knew the sister knew already and he gives her a hard
0: time about why she didn't tell him and um yeah yeah, he makes a key comment here Alan. Dill. This goes to my theory about the elves and the humans. I'm finding all sorts of el- evidence in this episode. Um but yeah. he says um the past is de- he says there's nothing for us on our western shores. The past is dead referring to the elves. We either move forward or we die with it. And that's uh, of the human attitude. Like I wanted to the other thing I wanted to do was like in the last in our last episode I sort of elaborated a bit of a theory that the humans were more democratic than uh elves right but
1: yeah that's right the,
0: the weird <laughs> but the thing is though that it, i'm not really commenting on as if the world of tolkien was the real past of this world because i recognize that it took thousands of years for humans to, to reach democracy after living in hierarchical um like Im- yeah. imperial or um monarchic societies right which is ironic because yeah. the old queen died today uh was it was it this morning or last uh, night Yeah, i know the
1: queen died Two days ago here. Oh, okay. She died on the 8th, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm way behind the time soon. It's the 9th year. So, yeah, did you shed a wee tear for the Queen, by the way? Not really. <laughs> She's Not. very nice. She was a nice I old know. lady. It's always sad when a celebrity
1: dies, but... I know, <laughs> I know. But what is she a celebrity for? You know what I mean? Like okay. I, The monarchy just confuses me a wee bit. Like I get why... Monarchies are important, and the role of monarchies in society. But why do they have to have so much money? Yeah, <laughs> you know
0: I, mean? I don't want to offend people. On, I, I, I don't want to offend people on either side of the of the opinions about the monarchy. Therefore, yeah. I'll remain silent. <laughs> yeah, she's a she was very nice. She she made a good speech. Yeah, it was sad, but I mean, this is the thing about the old elves. You see, the elves are that the symbol of that old way. And these humans, yeah. they're basically like, um, they're, this is my, the other Monty Python part that I thought, you know, it's like cause these, <laughs> the, the ironic thing about the humans is here that the Numenorians feel themselves to be emancipated from the elves and, and equal to the elves and everything, yet their society has all the vestiges of elven society, yeah. yet they have no gratitude right it's what and that reminded me immediately of that scene in the life of Brian it must have been a life of Brian kick you remember that scene where um, I think it's it's either the Judean people's front or the people's front of Judea are having a a secret meeting and they're like well what have the Romans (laughs) ever done for us (laughs) and I was like the (laughs) aqueduct and then at the end it's like all right Apart from the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, (laughs) the aqueduct, and public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh, Oh, God.
1: And that's how the humans feel about the elves. Exactly. What have they ever done for us? (laughs) Apart from cast judgment on us. Exactly.
0: Those judgmental bastards.
1: Yeah. Who do they think they Um, are? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. At the end of this scene, um, we just see that the humans already have a little puppet show all made up about Galadriel as well, yeah. just to add a bit of scorn onto their disdain. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're already um, creating a bit of satire out of her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
1: and we find out
0: that his daughter has gotten into build the builder's guild. Yeah, it's good. It was. Yeah, it didn't feel very impactful, but maybe it will lead somewhere. Who knows? I know
1: that's the thing. It's just this odd little story arc that doesn't really seem to have much of a purpose at the minute. Mm -hmm. Although, um, as you mentioned, he's being chatted to by the mountains. The mountains are chatting him up. So I wonder Mm -hmm. if that'll go somewhere. (laughs) What are they calling him for? That's right. Um, Should we cut back to Gladriel, the elf and the king? Yeah. So she goes to see Hal, Brandon, jail, discovers that um she's discovered that she's actually the king, and he plays a bit stupid at the start, pretending that that isn't the case. That he just found the mm-hmm. symbol or whatever on his um on the dead guy. That's right. And they have a conversation about um how important it was that they met. She thinks that <laughs> this is a higher power has introduced them. This comes up a lot in in the Rings of Power. They're really playing up this whole this is happening for a reason it's story arc, you know? Um, yeah, it's starting to do my head in a little bit. Like, we get this a lot, like, a lot where people are like, oh, it's fate. This must have happened for a reason. It's meant mm-hmm. to be. It's like, come on, how, how often are
0: we going to play this troupe, you know? Well, even I know, yeah, but even in the last scene, this actually f- comes after a scene with Nori and, uh, and her family yeah they're strongly scolding her about the stranger but we'll get to that but yeah we see galadriel is really like it's the bigger they are the harder they fall it's like pride before the fall for galadriel she actually thinks that her and halbrand are so special and so important that a force even bigger than destiny (laughs) (laughs) not even destiny's not good enough for how special these people are, it's fucking even oh bigger God. than Destiny. I
1: know. It's... Brought oh, them together.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow, Gladriel. Holy shit.
1: The ego on that chick, I swear to God. <laughs> <Yeah>. That lady <laughs> that's shouldn't be exact... chick. That's, really that's exactly
0: right. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, yeah, yeah, so she definitely thinks they were brought together for a reason, and uh, she has a hard time convincing sure. Halbrand, but he warns yeah, her. He that, doesn't uh, buy it. Yeah, that's right.
1: So he was, it was their people that swore an oath to Mordor in the first place. And they're the reason that the war was lost, but Mm -hmm. she's the reason that the war was started. And yeah,
0: it was a nice little moment. I thought so. Yeah. I mean, I liked the scene. Yeah. I mean, it was really well constructed. Galadriel's she was was very well put across.
1: It definitely was. Her script was pretty good. There are a couple of little nice moments in the script. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did I like that exchange. I wonder if that'll surprise the Queen are they going to go and announce to the Queen that he's the King and how that Mm. will all come about you know are they going to go now and ask for a big army and will the, the Queen's armies join them in their quest they don't seem terribly up for it at the minute but maybe she seems to
0: think she's getting an army from somewhere. That's the mystery right now. Wherever she thinks she's getting an army from, I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: know. She's so certain. She's so certain that that's all about to change. She's about mm-hmm. to get her army. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so well, yeah, that was a nice little scene anyway.
0: Yeah. And before we go over to the Harfots, um, Yeah. I I do like, like as you're saying, like Galadriel came more into herself in this episode, for sure. She had a lot more Definitely. lines, a lot more yeah. interactions with people, verbal interactions and passionate. Just verbal, a lot more
1: likable. Yes. Yeah,
0: for sure. She was a lot more likable. She was. She's got a nerdy kind of uh, awkward personality,
1: which yes, I, I, that's I st- it.
0: yeah, so I'm starting to get to like Galadriel a lot more. Yeah, she just seemed
1: much more confident I think in this episode. Like you mm-hmm. can
0: definitely see
1: her as as somebody that's quite powerful. Like mm-hmm. in the first episode I kind of struggled with her being the um the champion of the Northern Armies or whatever she calls herself. Um <laughs> but in this in this episode she came across as being a lot more authoritative, I guess, on how she delivered her lines and yeah, really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So the Harfords. <laughs> yes, the Harfords. Um so, so we join the Harfits they're singing and chanting i've already expressed my discontent with their <laughs>
0: script so we'll not dwell on that yeah i mean there's a lot there's a huge theme of migration running through the show and here we see that like yeah. in a, in a in a human society i mean certainly humans are ruthless of course um you know funny enough it reminds me of um uh a, a native of so I had an old book, Native American Songs and Chants. And it was yeah. probably very colonial because uh, it was translations in English from some lord or some shit or some English guy yeah. who went over and traveled around and wrote, wrote the things or whatever the hell it was. Um, so who knows how um, authentic it is. But anyway, there was a story about, um, it was called The Lament of a Forsaken Indian Woman. And it was basically, oh, let my body yeah. die away. I shall not see. Because basically what's happened is she's she's too old and can't, the tribe can no longer sustain her as they travel across like these snowy mountains or snowy plains or something like that. And it's winter and she just gets left behind and it's like, she's been left to die alone. Oh, it's sad. Yeah, it is sad, but, but I guess this is, um, this must've been the reality. I don't know. A thing that they do this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just didn't buy it. It's like their whole chant about how nobody walks alone and nobody goes off the trail and mm-hmm. then um, it all seemed very, very hollow. And then there's this build-up to, um, to 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 Nori and her family being left behind <clears throat> where they have this plan like the mother is all upset um, because she doesn't think they'll be able to make it with the dad and his sore foot, his broken foot. And he has a plan. He's going to be right up at the front of that caravan and they're not going to get left behind. And then Um, yeah yeah, that doesn't come to pass I just didn't it just seems for a society that that sings and chants about um, everybody being together and staying together and nobody walking alone that that for them just to leave people behind doesn't seem very possible you know what I mean it's like it's like the opposite of what they chant about come on yeah it's not like
0: they can stop uh for a while and just a few guys could go back and and give them a hand give to catch up hand. with their cart
1: <laughs> I know and like the families are so big like there are tons of people around those carts like anybody yeah. could have given them a hand it just doesn't it doesn't seem yeah it doesn't seem very plausible very yeah. nice <laughs> they're not a very nice people I don't think Harfoots might come across as being all <laughs> lovely and friendly, but they just don't seem like they're good people. Good people wouldn't do that. <laughs> it all seems like just a bit of fun yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then they're complete bastards.
0: But what did um, you think of um, Lenny Henry and his, his lovely straw hat? I think, uh, <laughs> I think he, he takes straw hats to a whole new level. Oh
1: my God! Again, it's like, come on! It's such a trope. Like that's such a stereotype. That isn't what these people would be like. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it just isn't. This isn't what they would be like.
0: It's very odd. Like, I know.
1: I don't know what they should be like. But they're
0: like little creatures, like that burrow or make little yeah. burrows or make little nests. You know, like they're like the, the way they the, the wood yeah. and the, all. They're like little little creatures. Yeah. Yeah, and, and although they have human words, they're it's like you say they're yeah. like pr- they're prototypical hobbits. So they're not yeah. even at that part yet. They don't they haven't even tamed animals. They don't have horses. They haven't conceived of getting Aye, a, getting, yeah. a, getting a getting a cow to pull their uh, their, their wagon. <laughs> ah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. In fact, when she first said without a you, she said without you, how are we going to pull the wagon? And I thought she said you, like in a, a female <laughs> sheep. I was like, uh, yeah. without a you did their you die? Sheep? I didn't know they had <laughs> sheep.
1: Yeah. <What? laughs>
0: Obviously without a you, they can't pull the wagon. They're fucked. Yeah. But then she was like, you know, no, it's you. It was like him without his ankle.
1: <laughs> Do you know that's why that's why the script has been dumbed down? They're trying to put across that these are not they're not a very advanced um people yeah. and that's why they've dumbed the script down but they've done mm-hmm. it in the wrong way they've dumbed it down by using simple language and really simple chants instead of yeah um <clears throat> instead of making the language more simple they've just they've just made it a really stupid script and what yeah. they should have done is created a language that is more as much more basic and simple rather than using modern language in a really stupid way yeah so instead of making them <laughs> Instead of making them uh, a less developed race, they've just made them stupid people. Yeah. And that's actually, that's the mistake that they've made.
0: Yeah, that's right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And it almost doesn't bear out to me that they've been around for a thousand years yet. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they can... haven't figured out how to tame a horse and get a horse to pull Yeah, apart. they can read and write, apparently, or at least some of them can. Actually, I yeah, because he has a big book. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. Just not, yeah. It's not yeah, it, it doesn't quite work, but and then what the else? whole thing
1: with Lenny trying to write his script, like Lenny was trying to write his Preferred script for speech. speech that he has to sit down and consider it while she's trying to steal the star chart. And actually, what it turns out to be is a couple of flat jokes and then a big long list of names of people that they've just left at the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just lacks, it just lacks. Um I don't know what the right word is. Plausibility. Authenticity, Authenticity and plausibility. Yeah. And yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You know, you're gonna you're gonna give a more of a heartfelt speech. This is the leader of their people. Yeah. And all he does is make a couple of jokes about how some people have fuller tummies than
0: others. It's like, come on. Yeah. And while so while he's doing the speech, this is a good segue. Along walks up the stranger to the fucking yeah. camp. At the fire, but <laughs> <laughs> his, his papers. You know. Did he get the map? Did Nori give him the map in this period of time?
1: I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nori. Nori has given him the star chart that he's stolen, and yep. he manages to fucking set fire to it. Like, come on! Yeah. Come this on. is where I
0: actually. There's a lot of talk around who this guy actually is, and I, I've actually figured it out. I know who he is. Um, okay. It can only be one person, really. It's Tom yeah. Petty. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Petty. <laughs> While, he's come back from space. While he was up there, he grew a beard. <laughs> and now he's back on Earth. He's, he's Stranger Tom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is ground control uh, to Stranger yeah. Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so fucking, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's Stranger oh Tom. He manages to set fire to his little star chart and gets all tangled up in one of their nets. And of course, the whole camp sees him. Why is he even there? Like, why is he there?
0: Yeah, um, I, I I don't know. It's like it's like there's a lot of contrivances, or a, few, a definite a few a few contrivances in this plot. Like, for instance, the Harfuts, yeah. and maybe it's something to do with it. The Harfuts and um, Stranger Tom are not part of the actual Tolkien lore they're made up characters yeah so unlike a lot of the like some of the humans the the elves um, and the dwarves are all canonical characters but but stranger tom and the harfuts are are made up they're new yeah and maybe that's becoming apparent in the writing and the script of those characters yeah okay you know
1: that makes sense too
0: i mean here it's like after he's found you know it's like um so he's they see they all see him there he says nori and then she's in the shit. And uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I know
1: she... they have this little trial where where one woman wants the whole family to be like de caravaned, is <laughs> yeah. how she calls it. Like they're going to be de caravaned. Like they've got a word for that. You know what I mean? They can't make up a, a, a silly chant about their fallen friends, but mm-hmm. um, they're they're all going to be de caravaned. Um, But Lenny steps in and saves them He says, nope, she's still a child They'll just go at the back of the wagon train And it's like, well, that's what we've been leading up to now Is this moment where there is real risk
0: of them being left behind Did she actually say de-caravan? I'm pretty sure that's what she said I mean, that's another great example of script Like, de-caravan? Did people say that in the past? De-caravan? I I don't know Decapitate them (laughs) You know, I know. It's like, come on, de-escalate um, the situation. I'm almost
1: <laughs> sure that she says de I think you're right. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Um, yeah. I know, it just wouldn't happen. Lack just, of imagination. They, they wouldn't yeah. say it. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Um, Really bad. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Lenny steps in and saves them. We join them the next day as they're... Uh, That's the other thing that's really weird is that they've got this spaceman and nobody's really that fussed. Like, they're just like, they have their little mock trial with Nora. You decide that she can stay and come with them, and then they all just leave. Like, he isn't even spoken of. Lenny says, Oh, that is strange. I've heard of men falling, going up to the stars,
0: but not falling out of the stars. It's like, uh... (laughs) like, okay, well, we'll pick him up, but he has to sit in the back.
1: But I don't think they even, I don't think that was even agreed. That wasn't even like, they just pretend that he's not there. They just carry on as if he's not there. You know what I mean? It's just totally random. For sure. Totally random. Yeah. Um, But then he does come along. He tags along whenever they're having a bit of a struggle pushing their cart. He steps (laughs) in to help. Yeah. The um, other thing that we learn here is that Poppy is actually an an orphan. Her little friend Poppy is an orphan.
0: I didn't notice Um, that.
1: Her family were one of the left behind. They focus on whenever her, whenever he says, I think it was the people that got lost in the mudslide. Um, the camera focuses on her and then she's pulling her own cart by herself. Again, it's really heartless. And it, like, she's just a child and she's expected to pull her own cart. Like, come on. Yeah. What's happening with these people? You know what I mean? They're a bit
0: callous. <laughs> they are callous. Yeah, they are. Um, it is odd. There's a, it's like, um, it's almost like there's no developed moral moral system. In a way, in a yes.
1: sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, although, so <clears throat> I find this next part hilarious. Whenever, so he he they 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 they're about to decide that they're all going to die because they can't pull the old cart, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, up comes um, sloth, you know, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and sloth says, "Oh, sloth love chunk," and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's and chunk says, "You're gonna you're gonna live with me now." slappy <laughs> yeah it's totally Cause true. cuz i love you i <laughs> uh, that's a friend what
1: it is. friend yeah it's like <laughs> oh god i know. and then um, there's this moment with uh, with nori and her mum where she Nori tries to tell her mum that this is predestined, that this is all meant to be, and and her mum's like, "Catch yourself on, you're not special." Yeah. What are you well, talking no. about?
0: She she correct like almost Nori Nori's I think Nori's argument was that the not that she she well okay she probably did feel special she did say he came to me we got that from Nori but then she was yeah. humbled here by her mother and then she did she did walk it back she's like okay fine I'm not special but this guy is. And that yes. was, see, yeah, this came yeah. right before the scene with Galadriel when she was like, this is bigger than destiny.
1: We're bigger That's than destiny. Right. And
0: and Nori's mother was like, you know, this isn't destiny. You're not as part of some big destiny. You know what I mean? It's a totally a flipped attitude. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But what was, cool sure. about, what was cool about it was that this is actually a foreshadow of Bilbo and Frodo, you know? And like, whenever right. a Tolkien said in that essay that I was telling you about that um, he... He wanted to develop a grand mythology um, for England, basically, or for the British Isles, and then yeah, uh, because they didn't really have a mythology of the own in the same way, uh, in the same way that the Norwegians and the north, the Norse, have of the the Vikings and all that, and Thor and all that. And yeah, all that. these other European people seem to have their big mythologies, but the Brits or the English don't really have that. The Celts have theirs, but the Brits don't have their English don't have their own unique thing, right? So. Um, why did I stop talking about oh yeah so so he developed this whole <laughs> mythology, the elves and all the rest of it and then at a certain point he had this idea for the Hobbit and he said yeah. the idea for the Hobbit just kind of came to him it didn't he wasn't thinking about the rest of the mythology when it suddenly appeared to him right Really, the, this little halfling right or whatever and then he said well that gave me the idea that he thought a small creature a small thing can turn out to be a very important part of yeah okay right that's interesting yeah exactly right so it's a similar foreshadowing here with uh with not foreshadowing maybe not the right word but a reverse ripple in time that nori is nori is the bilbo or frodo
1: of of the the storyline yeah oh yeah
0: okay very good very good
1: Mm -hmm. um and of course, her mum brings her back right down to reality and tells her that the tallest milkweed often gets snipped. Yeah. Don't raise your head above the crowd. Yeah, just blend in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing that we see in this episode, which we didn't, we haven't talked about, is the queen and the old king. Mm-hmm. So we learned during a conversation between Galadriel and um, Galadriel and. What was the guy's name? The captain's name? Eleanor? Ellen Dill. Ellen Dill. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. Um that the old king is still alive, that he's not dead, but he was overthrown because he was still loyal to the elves. Um, and yeah. he spends his time up in the high tower somewhere and then we end the episode with the queen going to visit him um, and having a conversation about how having a conversation about how the elves arrived, their worst fears have come true. And Mm -hmm. that's where we leave it. Mm -hmm. What is happening? Is she talking to the king, do you think? Or is she like, is he actually sitting there across the room from her? Or is this
0: um, just her speaking her mind? Good question. Good question. I don't know. Yeah, it could be like a Norman Bates kind of situation where she's got the father's dead body in a wheelchair just sort of rotting away in the bedroom. (laughs) She she just goes in there to talk to it from time to time and tuck it into bed. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) gross. That's totally (laughs) gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Or maybe it's like a Stephen King misery kind of situation where he's like chained to the bed and she goes up to break his legs every now and again just to teach him <laughs> <laughs> that she's the queen now. Uh, I'm the queen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's it. That was episode three. That's
0: it. Yeah.
1: Almost halfway through season one. hmm. Yeah, things are moving. I
0: think the plot's moving pretty quickly now. I, I think.
1: I thought so too. Yeah. It definitely has quickened a little bit. It's really exciting to see Gladriel's story arc with the king now. We know he's a king. I can't wait to see what happens between her and the captain and the king. Like that's gonna is that gonna be a little trio? They're gonna set her off across um the seas together with mm-hmm. um his son, maybe. Maybe the captain stays behind and it's his son that takes Galadriel and the not the cat, yeah. Halbrand Hal Halbrand <laughs> Halbrand. Halbrand and Gladriel and, and the, the Sun <laughs> and the cat <laughs> yeah. and the Sun. What's the sun's name? Um I'm gonna have at to write all these uh, in a post uh, uh, it. Il- Isildur. Is- Isildur. Isildur, as they
0: say in Lord of the Rings.
1: Isildur. Mm-hmm. Um is he going to be their captain? Is he going to take them on a ship? Maybe he'll steal a ship with them and they'll set off together. Well, Isildur uh, was,
0: um, I think it was Isildur. Wasn't it Isildur that um, cut the ring from Sauron's finger? Yeah, so he's yeah. definitely going to be a part of it. The question is, does Daddy come along or do they all take off and leave Daddy behind? Mm-hmm. Well, I um, think they'll probably so leave so Daddy behind. Question. Yeah, because like, think we've, so? yeah, we've, got, we've got similar characters now. We've got Nori who wants to run off an adventure. We've got yeah. Galadriel who has run off on adventure. We yeah. have Isildur who wants to go adventure. Um, we have Halbrand who has gone on his adventure. He's on the run already. Well, so is Galadriel yes, actually. That's, that's what they it. have in common. They're both on the run for different reasons. But yeah, but yeah. So the four of them are shaping up to be the hero oh. archetype. Yeah, aye, for yeah. sure.
1: We also don't know what's happening back in um, the Elven homeworld. What do you call their city?
0: Like I uh... it written
1: down, but I don't have it in front of me The architect and um, the dwarves and everything else So I think that'll come up a lot in the next episode mm-hmm. We did get like a preview of the next episode So it looks like that's going to come back up again So I can't wait to see what happens there What is right. it that the dwarves are hiding? We've got the mm-hmm. dwarves hiding their little object And we have Theo hiding his object um, all probably linked together. When are they all going to come together and form this merry band of of um, <laughs> warriors setting yeah. off
0: to defeat the orcs in the <laughs> south Southlands? Yeah, the Southlands and. Uh... Yeah, soon I think it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna be in for some that that we're gonna be in for some very big battles and uh very uh, yeah. The more they can endear us to these these main heroes that we seem to have shaping up, the, the more epic it's gonna feel as we get in. So it's been a slow build yeah. and there's still lots of wrinkles in the script, but let's think we, we've got something yeah. to aim towards now. It's not a total oh loss. definitely, yeah, definitely it's really it's starting to get a bit, a bit exciting. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I think will they come together in in the next episode? this little band of merry
0: and Uh, fighters or will it be episode five? Probably episode five. They could, they could do that. They could do a bait and switch. They could bring them together and then split them up again. Oh yes, (laughs) they could do, but yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. I thought it was really good. Yep. Me too. Are we going to do favorite moments again? Oh, sure. Uh, Favorite moments. Oh God, I'm not prepared. Um, Hang on. Let me think. Do you have one?
1: Yeah, my favourite moment was um, between Colladriel and Hallebrand in the, in the jail um, where she tells him my favourite line where uh, my favourite line was whenever she recalled what he said. So she repeats back to him what he said about how his, his people have no king. And she she made a comment about um, they have no king because he's he's standing in front of her almost is what oh, she said, which is was my good, favorite yeah. moment. I thought that was a really great moment. That yeah. whole scene was so well put together with him and jail and she comes across as being really um, full of life and she's got energy now. She understands what's happening. She's found her energy. She knows what her cause is. Um, she has a cause to fight for, and off she goes. I think she's going to be a real um firecracker to watch. It's going to be really good.
0: Yeah, good, good. Yeah, really great scene. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite scene, and it's pro- my favorite part was uh, whenever um, Chunk told Sloth that he was going to come on the them <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah. isn't it funny how they borrow the troops from other other movies and stuff
0: it especially this like it's chronic with the friggin uh the stranger stranger tom it's like in the last episode he i remember that in the last episode when he made the fireflies float
1: yeah. and uh, I yeah. thought this
0: is ct e. like remember when et makes the planets float and then it's like <laughs> et phone home and there's like yeah. oh he wants us to find the stars yeah yeah it's like it's direct you know Do you think
1: they do it deliberately, or do you think they've just, these are where, these are the movies that have influenced them as children and influenced their choice of path. And that's why they're so important to them that they want to try to recreate it as a nod to these cinematic, these great cinematic moments. Or have they just, are they so unimaginative that they
0: don't even realize that they're doing it? Well, I think that they know they're doing it. I think they they do want to give nods. Like you're saying, they want to, I think so, and I'm only speculating here. But also, I think that they do build TV shows and stories out of tropes a lot of the time these days. And so a a bit of it's mining for tropes. I mean, like we've seen the good, this Goonies moment has come up now on the E.T. in both episodes. The last one and this one, they're all three episodes, actually, from when The Stranger Landed. And it's like, how long can they keep pulling from these two movies? <laughs> I want to see what uh, else is coming from the Goonies and/or ET yeah, in the next, yeah, yeah. Few episodes.
1: <laughs> it's funny. Me and Jack are watching. Um, Jack's my nine-year-old son. We're watching Stranger Things together at the moment. And we went right back to the start. He was really into it, and I'm surprised how much of the movie is borrowed from the same thing. Like you can see echoes of The Goonies in it. Yeah, you see echoes from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. You see, like there's so much stuff that where they've been inspired by these other movies, or they're just totally fucking ripping them off, like blatantly ripping them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's great actually to come across them. It gives us something to talk about, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It was <laughs> about shows,
1: man. We really appreciate that you're you've tuned in and that you're. We hope you're getting <laughs> something out of it,
0: really. Isn't yeah, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's right. That's what it's all about. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah, it's we're, we're only we're only here for the ride. Exactly. Did you say exactly. ride? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh God! Yeah. I swear to God. Anyway, all right. Have a cool. great week. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.
0: Thanks for joining us again on Pod of the Rings. If you love us near as much as Sloth Love Chunk, please like, subscribe, visit shutup.world, and address all love letters to Rings* at gmail.com. Until next time, as they say in the tunnels of Mordor, stay hydrated.